Hi, everybody. It's me, Andrea Patrick, and you are visiting PB and Style. It's the podcast that teaches you clarity, consistency, and authenticity in your business. Today, I have with me an amazing friend of mine, Miss Anthara Carr. She is a marketing strategist, and she is going to share with us some of her tips. Now, I happen to know she's grown an amazing company, Sherlux Beauty, and she has done all kinds of events, and she is just entrepreneur of the year in my eyes. She knows how to do a lot, been there, done that. She's got buttons and t-shirts to share for it, and uh, I'm excited for her to share her talents and skills with you guys. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. So, welcome, Miss Santara. Thank you. All right. So, we're going to dive right in because um, she has a lot. I've sat down with her before, and it's like, your, your, your hand just won't move fast enough <laughs> with the information because she just spits it out so fast because she just innately knows these things. I'm a learner, so I have to sort of, you know, slow down, girl, take the time. So before we get started with all of her tips, I want her to share a little bit about herself with you, her journey, because this podcast is really about helping you find clarity and helping you understand how consistency is really important. Um, and she does a really good job with that. So share with us a little bit, Anthar, about who you are and your journey. Okay. Thanks, Andre. So basically, guys, my journey started when I was eight. You know, my family had rental properties, salons, so I was around business pretty much all of my, you know, childhood, adolescence, just all the way through. And went through college and kind of fell into marketing. Someone invited me to start contracting with 7-Eleven. Mm. My degree plan was in psychology. And I was like, I think I like marketing. But I couldn't change my major at this time. Mm. But I said, okay, I can kind of get my feet wet and start doing some marketing on my own. Mm -hmm. I love beauty, launched the beauty line. And because I was a small business, I couldn't afford marketing. I could not afford $1,500, $3,000, $5,000 a month for digital marketing, mm. PR services. Mm. I just, I didn't have it. We all know that story. I didn't have it. And then also as a new graduate, you know, I didn't have technically the five to seven years to go experience, to a marketing agency. Right, right. So I had to kind of make my own experience. So that's how I got started. And as you know, I've worked with influencers, big box brands, small brands, you know, I've the, gamut. The, the whole gamut. The gamut. The whole gamut. So it kind of has exposed me to what works, what doesn't work. You can kind of tell people's personality types where my degree in the I was going to say. Play. That's what I was going to say. Like, I think your your strength in marketing is the understanding of the people. It's the psychology behind yeah, it. Yeah. And um, I think that that, I think, you know, if I, if I had known more about that when I was going to college for marketing, I probably would have spent a little more time yeah. in psychology because it is a huge component of not only the, the campaign development and all that, but understanding um, how you interact with your clients. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's awesome. Thank you yeah, for yeah. sharing. So by the way, guys, you know, Anthara has got this huge announcement that she's going to share with us <laughs> soon. And I'm excited because she's doing it on my podcast. So anyway, so so like I said, we've known each other for a long time. So 
and you've been an entrepreneur the whole time. I met her guys. I was I was at a fashion show. She had set up her Sheerlux Beauty products on a table. I knew one of the people working at your table. Yes. And my husband was with me that day. And he tried some of her hair cream. Honey, let me just tell you. This man <laughs> lost his mind over this hair cream. It was like hair crack. And he, uh, you need to get, I need to get some more. He had a little container. Mm -hmm. And then I had to worry her to death over time so she would continue to supply my husband with his fix for her hair cream. It was, so, yes. so we've known each other a long time. So I want to know what opened your mind to the potential of digital marketing. And like you said, you started off doing marketing. It, you had to do it on your own because mm -hmm. you didn't have the money yeah. or whatever, that, which is the problem so many small businesses have. But what sort of opened your mind to the potential that digital marketing had mm -hmm. and what made you take the leap of faith to try and ultimately master it, which you've done. Like mm -hmm. you can, she can do it, guys. So her information will be down below. That's all <laughs> I can say. So yeah, tell us about that. Well, basically what made me kind of just divulge and dive into digital marketing was the fact of, like I said, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't afford it. But then outside of that, there's so much information out there that, Guys, you can become overwhelmed. Yes. You can become overwhelmed. And now in 2018, everyone is an expert. Everybody. Everybody's an expert. Everybody knows Facebook. Everybody does, you know. So it was kind of one of those things where I had to decipher what was going to be the best marketing channels mm -hmm. for my growing business. Mm. And so I really had to look at, okay, I'm in beauty. You know, at the time, these beauty products, mm -hmm. beauty events, you know. So I had to look at, okay, who is presenting beauty right now? It was beauty influencers, right? So I had to look at Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I had to get to understand those channels and how they were delivering their messages to their followers, subscribers mm -hmm. on different platforms. Right. So I had to understand not just, okay, the times to post, but, you know, what type of verbiage are we using for certain consumers? If your consumer is 35 plus, we don't need to use, you know, um, on-trend jargon. We right, need to right. be more about like the lifestyle and how this is going to benefit them and make their life easier you know if you're looking at 18 you know to 25 of course you want to be on trend you want to be exciting you want to make this like oh my gosh this is limited right so the experience you have to understand the customer the customer to understand the experience yes. they need to have and to connect with their brand exactly and because i was coming from psychology i understood behavior right so when it came to marketing i understood even more how to market to certain types of customer profiles mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is key that is key okay so we've been we're talking five minutes and she didn't already dropped a nugget <laughs> that you guys i hope y'all picked up because the truth of the matter is um, even for myself, I mean, this is like full disclosure, like I try to be honest on the podcast, but I've struggled in this area, even though I understand the fundamental, and we've talked about this, yeah. even though I understand the fundamentals of marketing and all the components and everything, and I can help you figure those things out. It has been, the psychology piece of it has been a struggle because it is difficult when you're a solopreneur mm -hmm. to do all of that research mm -hmm. and understand all of those different demographics mm -hmm. and the way they think. And mm -hmm. like you said, 35 plus, you do one way, 18 younger, you do another way. Um, and to have the, the bandwidth mm -hmm. to do that on your own is difficult. And so... Um, I just applaud you for being able to figure it out by yourself. You. And then I thank you for being there <laughs> so I don't have to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> and I can just talk to you. 
See, guys, you got to learn how to collaborate. Collaborate. <laughs> That's what it's all about. So why do you think people are so fearful about operating this digital space to grow their business? Is it this, the lack of psychology information? I doubt they even know that that's what it is, but it's probably what it is, right? You know, I really feel like the lack of psychology, I think just the influx of cost that people are presenting at this time. Mm. You know, to be completely honest, when I started doing my own digital marketing, we were doing basically partnering with an influencer, mm -hmm. covering their travel, and maybe giving them a small stipend. Right, right, right. And they were, you know, helping us to establish us within the digital marketing area. You were getting right? exposure, exposure because right. they had a following. But I was still coming out of maybe three to $500 at a time right. per influencer. Right. Of course, now, if you are going into influencer partnerships, it's a minimum $1,500. Wow. So you have to consider, okay, am I going to pay for this vendor booth or am I going to pay for this influencer? Right. And, and know that business. there's going to be uh, a return on whatever right. investment you right. choose because that's a high dollar. Fifteen hundred is a yeah, high dollar. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's why people are so fearful: the psychology, the potential of influx and cost, yeah. and just not understanding what all digital marketing encompasses. You know? Yeah. What I mean? Yeah. And the and the algorithm. That's oh, the thing. Yeah. Like I just had a conversation yesterday, as a matter of fact, with uh, a social media, she does Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. which is, it was just a one-on-one -on -one digital conversation, yeah. like a online conversation. And uh, she does Facebook ads. And I was like, the algorithm changes so often that I don't even want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So I can understand why a small business who's not as experienced as I am would be turned off by it. Cause I know how to do the Facebook ads. I know how to do all those things, but the algorithm changes and they, and, and you're not able to do it as organically as you once were able to do. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to have a budget for it. It's yeah. not, you didn't used to have to have a budget, $5 mm -hmm. a day. You, could do, you could do it. Now you need a budget. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I can definitely see how that could be a fear. So, to that, small business um, still relying on word of, to well, to the small business owner who is still relying on word of mouth marketing, like that grassroots mm -hmm. approach. What advice would you give them about like just starting digitally with their marketing strategy? You know, at the end of the day, content is king. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you are still doing grassroots and you're just, you know, within your community or within your region per se, start with creating your own content. So taking quality photos and videos of your services mm -hmm. or testimonials of your customer profiles or, you know, your products and being able to present those in a clean, direct way mm -hmm. and not so salesy, you know, right. just giving, just showing people like, hey, this is what I offer. Mm -hmm. If this is something you're interested in, you can come and, you know, preview or whatever, you know, come up with your verbiage, but content, start mm -hmm. with content and then that's going to establish you and get your toes wet and then mm -hmm. get your feet in mm -hmm. and then you'll be waiting in the water. Yeah, I have a question, and this is not one of the questions that I asked her earlier, but it goes along this line. So when you have people online talk about they can write your content for you, and they can, I'll do all your blog posts for you. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, it seems that it's very important, even if you give someone that task mm -hmm. to do, that they understand your perspective. Because yes, someone can write an informative blog post for you, but... I think we all have a tone. Yeah. We all have, um, you know, people, it's consistency. That's mm -hmm. what we're talking about here, guys, is the consistency and clarity of your brand. 
And the consistency comes with understanding the underlying message that all of your content mm -hmm. has to share. So tell what are you, what are your thoughts on having someone write content for you and sort of what do you think that person needs to have in order to do a good job for you to write the content? You guys have to establish a relationship. You know, one of the biggest lessons I learned being a business owner over the past almost, what, nine years And now, you've given a lot of content to other people, but yeah. it's always been consistent. So right. that's why I asked the question. You have to build a relationship there, some type of rapport, even if, even if it's just you guys going to lunch or coffee a few times and just getting the understanding of where they are in their entrepreneurship journey, mm -hmm. what their end goal is, what their uh, hurdle is within, you know, creating content copy and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. You have to kind of know the whole thread of right, it, you know? Right, right. You can't just say, I'm going to write your blog post, Andrea. Right. That's, that's, and, and so, uh, I'm so glad. I mean, I wanted that to come out because, um, um, like I said, full disclosure, I am, uh, I have these podcasts that I do and I'm trying to determine how I can begin to build a team out to do the task of the blog, but I want the blog to be consistent with the podcast. Yeah. I want the blog to be consistent with the videos that I do. And so I wanted to, like, just because I'm on that journey now, I wanted to share that with people listening because it's not as simple as going on Fiverr and finding someone mm -hmm. to write your blog post. You really have to have, in my opinion, because I don't want people, like, making comments, right. you know, but in my opinion, you really need to have um, some sort of a relationship with them so they understand your point of right. view on the topic right. that you're asking them to write about because, right. you know, they're... A lot of different interpretations for a lot of different things. And let's be clear, even if you guys don't have a personal relationship, they need to have a relationship with your brand yes. or your industry. Right. They need to kind of understand what's going on around you right. to help you, you know, uh, present content and yes. all of that. A lot of times when it comes to content, people real don't realize that um, when you are onboarding potential new team members or contractors or however you're right, doing right. it, you have to be open to training them over time oh. to your voice. Yes, to that's the, brand's the key voice. to the brand's voice. Yeah, which brings us back to clarity because you've got to know what that is yourself. Yeah. You have so to know where she, you're going. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, girl, we could take a text right here and <laughs> preach for the next hour on this subject. Yes. So I hope you guys got that. That was a really big pearl that she just shared with us. So what I do, Anthar, um, I'm starting to do with this new season of okay. content, with this series, is I'm, I'm talking to my interviewees about how they would put certain phrases mm -hmm. in, into order. Okay. And there's a method to my madness, but there's no right or wrong answer. This isn't a test. But okay. I have these phrases, and I want you to sort of, I put them here so you can so you can see them too. Okay. So just put them in the order of importance to you. So the very first one would be what's most important to you. Mm -hmm. So here they are. Your talent, your value proposition, your customer, your network, and your intentions. So how would you put those in order? So your intentions. Okay. First. Then your value proposition. Mm -hmm. Then your customer. Then your uh, your talent. And then your network. Okay. All right. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about why. So your intentions are key to the value that you're bringing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then from that, it's going to provide, you know, keys to your customer as to why all, you know, what you're why, bringing why, is important. Why, right, right, why right. they need you. Right, and then from there, when you're looking at um, your uh, talent, 
your talent provides you resources to your network and your customers awesome. to link together. Awesome. So your talent needs to be in between everything. Yeah. Look at there. Look at that. See, guys? I love it. I like this new exercise <laughs> that I just came up with for this season of content. Um, because it's, it's, I just want everyone to, when they're listening to the podcast and they hear how people answer this one question, I want them to, I want them to really pay attention to what people are putting mm-hmm. at the top of their list because I think it, it's very surprising, mm-hmm. especially when you're a small business. Now, if you're a seasoned entrepreneur and you've been in business for a while, um, you sort of kind of know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. But for small businesses, startups. Uh, a lot of times the focus is on sell, sell, sell. Mm-hmm. I have a widget. I want to sell it. I know you need it. And they don't really think about the foundation of their business. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not until you have been in business for a while that you realize that everybody got a widget to sell. So you have to sort of think, you know, a little bit deeper right. for your own brand. So I just like that. That's, I think that exercise brings that I out. I loved it. I loved it. All right, so now let's get to our announcements. I'm so excited. So tell us, Miss Anthara Carr, what's next in your entrepreneurial journey? Well, you know, um, as you know, I moved to New York in 2016. Kind of went on this sabbatical journey, just kind of doing my own little thing. Which I tried to visit every time I could, every chance I got. And every time she tried to visit, I was somewhere else. I was like, I'm not in New York. I I love the city. But maybe I'll be moving back. All right. I'll be visiting again. So um, basically, I have been working um, on a glam enthusiast platform. Mm, Tell us what that means. So, you know, I am a beauty enthusiast, beauty addict that is, I think, outside of, you know, my overhead, my rent every month. Okay. That is one of my largest expenses. It's beauty costs. Honey, and she is booting <laughs> us. Let me hear. Let me just tell you, when the video comes out of her, you're going to be like, oh, no, she's there. And all that. She's glammed up. Yes, honey. I, You will be able to attest to this fact, ladies and gentlemen, when you see her in video. She's amazingly beautiful. Oh, so, thank you. Go ahead. Yeah. So I have a, a glam enthusiast platform coming out. Um, mm. So it's going to really just be focusing on the beauty experience. It's Ooh. very, you know, it's very hush-hush. But when, it, when the campaign rolls out, baby. All right. Because I have been sitting for the past two years real quietly. And you know me, I, I'm not quiet at all. So. No, so you know she's up to something <laughs> when she's quiet. Yes. Yes. Well, we cannot wait to see what that is going to look like, ladies and gentlemen. And you will be able to say you heard it here first. There is this beauty enthusiast platform mm-hmm. that she is pulling together. And she'll be announcing the specifics of it soon. So definitely be on the watch for that. And uh, hopefully we'll have a link by the time this podcast comes out. We'll be able to share with you at least some uh for more information, well, you know go here. You are my girlfriend. You have been one of my rocks over the years. Everyone, make sure. Uh-oh. Now, when are we rolling this out? When are we rolling this podcast? No, no, girl. Whatever you need me to. Okay, now we're going to have to make this part of the campaign. Okay, part of the campaign. <laughs> I'm ready. So make sure that you guys go and visit mybeautyfeel.app. Oh, spell that for us so we make sure we get that. My app. Phil, F-I-L-L? Yes. yes. All right. Phil, F-I-L-L, guys. Mybeautyphil. Dot app. Dot app. All right. So when this airs, you will be able to go to that uh, domain and find out more about her um, little special something-something she's got coming up. <laughs> 
You'll be able to say you heard it here first. Yeah. All right. So what is the most challenging thing about being in the tech industry? Because you mentioned, like, so what you're working on is an app. And mm-hmm. so I've sort of been around for some of the stressful moments. So if someone's looking to get into this tech industry, what are some of the challenges? Discretion. Mm. Uh, discretion is key being in the tech industry because now it is a multi-billion dollar industry you know when it started you know five to seven years ago even though we had apps we were not using them like we do now right right apps are a part of our everyday from banking to social platforms yeah yeah to business yeah and so to nonprofits, because I'm non-profits. trying to create one. Yeah. yeah, it's just the discretion of what you're working on, who you're working with, mm-hmm. um, what your value proposition is, mm-hmm. um, your customer uh, profiles, the discretion of it, and then just understanding the different facets within the industry. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and I'm finances. a creative. We're not even gonna get yeah, into finances. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Um, I'm a creative. <laughs> I like to draw. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a creative person. <laughs> Technical stuff is not my jam. So how did you or are you mm-hmm. overcoming some of the issues yourself with mm. your new project? You know, the difference between digital marketing and tech, even though they are technically within the same realm, is that going directly into tech, you know, um, building out a platform, an app per se, is that um, my challenges have been financing, being a black woman coming mm. from um being considered that I may not have a full understanding. And then when you get in the room of developers, investors, and you are able to converse with them, Mm -hmm. you know, on... A, you're blowing their minds. A, you're blowing their minds. A, you're... And then B, you're a beautiful woman. So then they're just like, okay, hold on. Right. You know. And then there's a fear. They're like, okay, she knows a little bit too much. And then I'm not going to be able to get over. So you really have to kind of... Navigate. Navigate at at a time... At times... um, so challenges for me have been making sure that when I am in a space mm-hmm. that I am staying true to myself, mm. but I am also allowing myself to experience other people's, you know, mm-hmm, information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just, you know, saying, oh, yeah, I'm interested and I'm, you know, I am a front end designer, which is what I do focus on. Okay. okay. And I am an app marketer, which is how I present myself in the right, space. Right, 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 So right. at that time, it opens me up to investor discussions and all kind of stuff that if I just went in and said, well, I know all these things, I may be shut out. Right. Yeah. You know what that says to me is she just pulled in the authenticity piece mm-hmm. because you know yourself enough to be yourself mm-hmm. and you were able to lead. Yeah. Right. Because you knew the space that you were comfortable in mm-hmm. and you were able to convey your messaging, not be threatening, mm-hmm. but still project the confidence you needed to sort of get what you needed out there. Right. And so guys, that's what I think out of everything she just said, what if you boil it all down, she was authentic and true to who yeah. she really is she knew her role. She yeah. stayed in her lane. And she's doing exceedingly and abundantly well, let me just say. Because <laughs> I, I get the inside tracks. So I'm excited. Okay, so um, I want to thank you so much. It was so kind of you to take time. Guys, she's really busy. I don't ever get to see her. I talk to her often, but I don't. we live in the same city, and I don't ever get to see her. So I am really thankful that you came of to my course. office today to do the podcast. It's wonderful to have you here. And uh, guys, uh, her new platform is going to be out soon. I will definitely be sharing it um, on my platform as soon as it's re- readily available. 
Um, so just be on the lookout for that. If not, you can always check out Anthara Carr. We'll have her information um, below the link that she wants us to share with you. Um, but in the meantime, make sure that if you like this podcast, that you go over to iTunes because that is where we are. Uh, and you can subscribe to our channel and listen to all of our podcasts, not just this one. We've got tons of amazing interviews that we've done, that I've done. I don't know why I started talking to the third person just then. But anyway, y'all know I'm the one doing them, but I'm interviewing don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.